Welcome to the Lingolstown Life Podcast. In today's message, Pastor Taylor preaches from our Advent series, It's a Special Christmas Special. His sermon features the movie, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and is a message about traditions. This message was first preached on December 5th, 2021 at the Lingolstown Life Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Lingolstown Life podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. So what is your most favorite Christmas tradition? I want you to share with the folks around you. If you're online, throw it in the chat. What is the thing that you get super jazzed about at this time in Advent? A Muppet's Christmas? A Christmas tree? Feel free to shout them out for the whole group at this point as well. Being with family? Christmas music, Christmas dinner itself, great. Cookies, presents. That took a long time to get to presents. I'm impressed. Advent calendar. Awesome. Well, there's so many traditions that we have culturally and as people. For some people, the tradition seems to be putting up the Christmas lights on November 1st, the day after Halloween. For others, it seems to be uh, the, the cookies and milk or soy milk uh, for your Santa that is left out. There are so many traditions that we have that are deeply important to us, and I think that that's because they have great comfort to us. As a child, my favorite tradition was to sneak as many Christmas cookies as I could while my mom was making them so that she would have to replenish them quicker. My more recent favorite family tradition, though, is uh, one with my in-laws where we all eat at a long table, well, it's supposedly traditional Czechoslovakian meal, and we share the hardest moments of the year and the most exciting and meaningful things. It's a time where we sort of track how we were, how we were as a family, and what I love about it is that it's predictable, it has a flow, and I think that's what we love about traditions. They're super comforting to us. And many of us love our traditions, whether it's about Christmas or whether it's the traditions of our lives and lifestyles. We have a traditional service at both campuses where we worship like we have for the past 500 years. Even our contemporary service has a tradition to it. There's a pattern. The days where we mess and tinker with the pattern, I can see the eyebrows go up, right, when there's a big curveball. You see, we love traditions because they're comforting, they're full of nostalgia and predictability. And I think traditions are deeply important to us as people because they're cultural, they're the way that we express ourselves and our families. Now, I know when you are thinking of the word tradition, the next obvious word is the Grinch, but I'm sure we can close the the gap on those two ideas as we talk about uh, the traditions that I think keep the establishment of Whoville going. 
Now, The Grinch is our holiday film this week, and I know that there's deeply held views about which Grinch is the real Grinch. I just found out that there is a third new installment of The Grinch um, that for folks who are younger than me, because I'm now getting old. You can laugh. <clears throat> and if you haven't seen The Grinch, it's super, super easy. It used to fit in 25 minutes with commercials. It's about a weird, green, hairy person who looks like a tennis ball that got stuck in the wash a few too many times. It's about uh, this man named the Grinch, who's that tennis ball figure, and he decides that he is so bitter and resentful of his neighbors who are having a great Christmas time that he's going to steal all of their belongings. He's going to take their packages, the trees, the cookie crumbs. Nothing will be left safe, even if it's nailed down for the Grinch. And he and his uh, unfortunate friend, his friend Max, who's his dog, who he pins a uh, really curious, it's like, it looks like more like a flute, but it's meant to be a, um, a deer antler. Sorry, I clearly haven't hunted much. I don't know what they call these things. A deer antler on. He and Max, uh, they commit this great larceny, and they end up going to this cliff, and they're about to throw away all the possessions. They're expecting to hear as the sun rises the who's waking up and being so bitter and resentful that they start being angry. But he's frustrated at this great communal theft because he only hears singing coming down from Whoville. And though his cardiologist would obviously be very worried, uh, the, we learn that the Grinch's heart grows three, three times as big in a matter of moments, and he feels as though he needs to return those gifts, so he brings them back on the sleigh, and they have a big, great meal, and by the end, they're all holding hands. And what I think is so interesting about this narrative is that it's really about the Christmas holiday and traditions that we have around Christmas. I think Whoville is actually built on 365 days about Christmas, 364 preparing for the next one. Their world and their culture is deeply dependent on it. And they're not the folks like me who now have to scramble because I didn't pa order packages three months ago as the news was telling me, and I have to figure that out in the next week. These folks were ready for Christmas. They are always ready for this, and they find great comfort in this special tradition. And I think they find that comfort because it's full of expectations. Expectations of what it will look like. How many of us do well when our expectations fail? When the ham is overcooked on Christmas Day, when someone hits traffic on their way to your party, we all struggle around the holidays with tradition. We get too connected to the core, excuse me, to the structure of it and get too uptight about it. I think the same is true in our life, right? We don't like change. Very rarely when we say we're going to institute a new change somewhere or at work or wherever, do people go, yes, I'm excited. Right? But these things can be deeply important for us. And I think that this is true, too, because not every Christmas is always the same. Sometimes Christmases are, can be very difficult for folks. Maybe someone is sick. Maybe there's an empty chair from someone who we've lost in the past year. Or maybe your college student or your family member is traveling to be with some other family for the first time. When things get the stress test around the holidays, we can be stressed out. But what I think is deeply important about tradition, deeply important about it, 
is the sense that with expectation there is a, excuse me, with tradition there is a deeper core of love. You see, the Who's, they wreck the Grinch's expectations because on the morning of, they get together and they join in a big sing-along. They're holding hands. They've decided that the material possessions weren't that important at the end of the day. And to be honest, I would not have been one of those Who's. I probably would have gone to Facebook and sent a big rant about how this Grinch came and stole everything, right? Some of us would have been calling our neighbors and being so upset. But what I think is important about the story of the Grinch is that the Who's show us that the tradition itself is not all the packages and boxes and tags. As we'll find out, the tradition itself is love. And what we learn in Advent and in we, as we learn about Jesus' coming is that Jesus is a part of a great tradition of love. Jesus in Matthew 1 is given about 18 verses. And I'm not going to read them because I know I'll see people start to fall asleep. But there's 18 verses of all these people Jesus is related to. It goes really, really far back. And obviously it's not necessarily about this is the exact connections. It's about linking Jesus to the great tradition of God's love that we're a part of as well. And what's interesting about Matthew too is Matthew doesn't tell just a cheery, happy story. Cheery includes the people that maybe shouldn't have been in that family, Ancestry.com. In Jesus' ancestry, he has Rahab. He has Jacob, whose brother sold him into slavery. He had King David, who caused all sorts of pain and suffering. He had Abraham, a man of God, who was also someone who hurt others. And what is important about the story of Jesus' genealogy is that in the midst of pain... In the midst of things going awry and not going to plan, God shows up to help us experience love. The tradition of Jesus' background that we're a part of is a tradition that the core is love. That's what the Who's find out on Christmas morning. That Christmas as its tradition is really about love and community. Dr. Seuss says it came without ribbons, it came without tags, came without packages, boxes, or bags. And he, the Grinch, puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought maybe, thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more? You see, the Grinch starts to realize that love is the core of this community. And I always personally wonder, what would have happened if the Who's had went out to find the Grinch before this had it all happened? What if they had taken their tradition of love to the Grinch instead of letting this all happen? I think it's when we experience stress to our tradition, when we experience something new, that's sometimes when we best understand what's underneath it. Like I said earlier, I was traveling in Darjeeling, India over the first Christmas I had spent away from family and out of the United States. I was in a culture that was very different, where Christmas did not make sense in the culture there. And so what my wife and I had to do, estranged from our great family meal that we love, was figure out what is the core of our Christmas tradition. We didn't have the packages, the boxes, or tags, or family meal. So we had to figure out what is underneath all of this. 
And what we ended up doing was replicating that family meal with different food, with all sorts of time to reflect. And it ended up being the tradition itself that was full of love that brought us through that holiday with joy and cheer. So my question for us this morning is which of those traditions really need to be re-centered about loving God and loving your neighbor? Which are the traditions that we're just caught in because we've always done it? Which of the traditions do we need to pump some more love into to experience change and to experience community? As I was thinking back to last year, I was really impressed by how this church, how we thought about our tradition. Because last year we figured out we couldn't safely do an indoor service. And what we realized is that we wanted the tradition to be there, but we weren't going to be able to do it like the things we had always remembered it as, right? It was necessarily going to be different. And so what we decided to do was gather in a parking lot and sing songs, spend time together, and to share God's love on Christmas Eve. This is something that the Grinch would have puzzled at. This is something that brought our community together Because at the core of why we gather on Christmas Eve is to experience God's love together. It's a very memorable thing for me that we didn't need the packages, the cantatas, the cookies, or tags. We experienced God's love together. So which of your traditions do you need to re-tinker to have a bit more of God's love in this Christmas? What are the things that maybe just need to be shelved for a bit? if they're distracting you from spending more time with your family and friends. I'm going to ask a few questions for you to think about throughout the rest of the service and as we go forth today. In a tradition of surprise and love this season, do you need to bring in a new pattern or a new tradition that can be really rooted in love? Can you figure out how to surprise the Grinch on your street with a gift of kindness? Do you need to go to the bar or places where the Grinches in our community live and go and reach out and connect with people who often feel isolated in this holiday season? Do we need to put our phones away at the table and really connect with people to experience God's love at a meal? Do we need to think about who we can invite into our Christmas meals or Christmas traditions who may need some extra support this season? Again, how is God calling you to live out your traditions of love this Advent season? Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Lingolstown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope that you'll leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more at www.linglestownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth to love God and love others.